WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by Special Light Indicator in Benton Harbor. There's a good chance you've walked through a Special Light door when you go to a local restaurant, school, store, or plant. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. Former Grand Rapids police officer Christopher Schuer will stand trial for second-degree murder in the shooting death of 24-year-old Patrick Leoya last April. The ruling came from the 61st District Court Judge Nicholas Ayub this morning after a preliminary exam last week. The court concludes that as a matter of law, probable cause has been presented to support the charge in the criminal complaint. Accordingly, it is the court's legal obligation to, def- to uh, legal obligation to bind defendant over to the 17th Circuit Court to stand trial on that charge. Ayub says the question of necessity of force remains uh, tightly wound, requiring an answer to the question whether the actions of the officer were reasonably necessary to ensure the apprehension of the felon. Schuer shot Leoya in the back of the head after they struggled over Schuer's taser. The dangerous political climate has been put into focus once again by the attack last week on the husband of U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi at their home. Congresswoman Debbie Dingell of Metro Detroit says she's had a scare in her home as well. When you have men outside your home with assault weapons, simply because you said men with assault weapons didn't belong at the state capitol, what does that say about our country? We should be worried about the bullying, the anger, the violence that's becoming too easy. Police believe the suspect was actually after Nancy Pelosi. Meanwhile, reaction to the attack on Paul Pelosi coming in from all points along the political spectrum. Congressman Fred Upton weighed in on Friday, tweeting he was appalled by the attack on the husband of Nancy Pelosi. He continued, quote, like it or not, January 6th was real and the threats leading to violence, whether they're aimed at elected officials, Supreme Court justices or local school board members undermine our democratic form of government. The assailant who attacked Paul Pelosi had zip ties and duct tape with him. When police arrived at the Pelosi home, they say the suspect kept asking, where's Nancy? Cases of RSV, a respiratory illness that primarily affects small children, are up in southwest Michigan, just like in much of the country. Corwell Health South Pediatric Specialist Dr. Ann Dudley tells us, RSV is similar to illnesses like a cold or flu. Some people have pretty mild symptoms, maybe just runny nose, a little bit of cough, fever, sneezing, but others could have much worse symptoms. We tend to see a little bit more difficulty, especially difficulty in breathing, and that would be with babies, especially younger than six months, and the elderly. With RSV cases up around the country, Dudley tells us health experts are concerned about a triple-demic that's COVID, the flu, and RSV crowding hospitals. Dudley says people gathering, as they did prior to COVID, means the chances of RSV spreading are increased. In the last couple of years, we've definitely seen that it has been severe in the number of cases. Dudley says RSV is worst for little ones who are already having trouble breathing. While there's been an uptick in hospitalizations nationwide at Corwell Health Lakeland, they had 84 cases in October, not all of them necessarily hospitalized. In September, they had 16 cases, and in August, four cases. Dudley's advice to parents is to watch babies closely for signs of illness and to keep them away from people who are sick. She notes there is an RSV vaccine in some cases, but it's not for everyone. Residents looking forward to seeing the Fonz or Henry Henry Winkler will have to wait a little longer. An evening with Henry Winkler, originally set for Tuesday, November 8th at 7.30 p.m., 
at the Lake Michigan College Mendel Center Auditorium in Benton Harbor, as presented by the Economic Club of Southwestern Michigan, has been rescheduled. The evening will now be on Monday, December 12th at 7.30 p.m. It's due to unanticipated and unavoidable production delays with Barry, Winkler's hit HBO series, according to a press release. Tickets purchased for the original Henry Winkler engagement will be honored. No further action will be required by ticket holders who want to attend on December 12th instead. Those who want a refund or credit can contact the Mendel Center box office either by phone or by email. Applications are being taken for a new state scholarship program aimed at those entering the teaching profession. Lake Michigan College Associate Dean of Regional Campuses Jeremy Burleson tells us the MI Future Educator Fellowship Program would provide $10,000 scholarships for college students and $9,600 per semester stipends for student teachers. He notes this is a new program. This is one of the first times that I've ever heard of a state actually offering money specifically for students going into the education field. Burleson says at a time when not many young people want to enter the teaching profession, this program will be an incentive. Essentially, students that are going into the education field have an opportunity to receive a $10,000 scholarship, which would help pay for tuition and fees for whatever four-year school in Michigan that they're trying to go to. In addition to the $10,000 scholarships for prospective teachers, Burleson says it's helpful the program offers student teachers who are usually unpaid that $9,600 stipend. While LMC does not get many students interested in becoming teachers, he hopes incentive programs like this could lead to more and that eventually LMC could cater to them. We'll have a link to the MI Future Educator Fellowship Program at our website. The Berrien County Road Department is reminding drivers that the Walton Road Bridge over the St. Joe River in Buchanan Township will stay closed to all traffic until at least November 11th, or Veterans Day. The bridge rehabilitation project, which has been ongoing throughout the year, is a maintenance project involving the bridge deck. The public's requested to seek alternative routes while that work is going on. They're also urged to find the official detour route that will take them on U.S. 31 south to Niles-Buchanan Road during the closure. The Powerball jackpot keeps getting larger as players keep losing. Tonight's drawing is the second largest in U.S. history, estimated at $1 billion. The cash option will be $497 million before taxes. Michigan Lottery spokesperson Jake Harris has some tips on what you should do if you win the big jackpot. So when you purchase your ticket, sign the back of it. Uh, lottery tickets are bearer instrument, so we want you to get your name on the back of that ticket. You know, once you uh, see that you're the big winner, whether you have a paper ticket in your hand that you bought at a retailer or you bought your ticket online at michiganlottery.com, you know, the next, I think, important thing when you're talking about this kind of money is to, to take a couple of deep breaths and really think about how you want to uh, proceed forward. The last time a Michigan player won the Powerball jackpot was two years ago. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News Now continues. New details have been released on the attack on House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's husband, Morph Mabies' Alex Stone. In federal court documents, a politically motivated act is laid out in detail that after being read as Miranda rights, prosecutors say David DePap told police he went there to hold Nancy Pelosi hostage and that if she lied, he was going to break her kneecaps. He said she's a leader of the lies told by Democrats. Nancy Pelosi was not there. Court documents say DePap had a roll of tape, a white rope, a second hammer, gloves, and zip ties with him when he broke into the Pelosi home. 
Meanwhile, David DePape has been charged with two federal crimes. Police say he broke into the Pelosi's home in San Francisco and struck the Democratic leader's 82-year-old husband in the head with a hammer. Pelosi, Paul Pelosi, was seriously injured in the attack. The announcement of the federal charges today came as San Francisco's district attorney was set to announce state criminal charges as well against DePape. He was arrested Friday on suspicion of attempted murder, elder abuse, and burglary. The Supreme Court has kicked off hearing arguments over affirmative action practices at universities today. Conservative groups have sued both Harvard University and the University of North Carolina, saying their admissions processes are not fair to white or Asian applicants. The court's three liberal justices casted doubt on whether race is the sole indicator in admission processes. However, it's likely that the court will rule against Harvard and University of North Carolina. More from ABC's Alex Brashey. Patrick Strawbridge is the lead attorney representing students for fair admissions in the UNC case and says that race should only be used in the broader context of an application. Racial classifications are wrong. That principle was enshrined in our law at great cost following the Civil War. Justice Elena Kagan countering. The race is part of the culture and the culture is part of the race, isn't it? I mean, that's slicing the bologna awfully thin. Alex Perchet, ABC News, Washington. Billionaire Elon Musk is already floating some major changes for Twitter as he begins his first week as the owner of the social media platform. One proposal would make some users pay if they want to keep a blue check mark in their profile. Twitter has historically used the mark to verify high-profile accounts, including Musk's, so that other users know it's really them. Critics have derided the mark as an elite status symbol. Musk has invited a group of tech world friends and investors to help guide the San Francisco-based company's transformation, which is likely to include a shakeup of its staff. Meanwhile, speaking of which, just days after Musk bought Twitter, a study has shown a dramatic increase in hate speech on that platform. More from ABC's Andy Field. Montclair State University researchers say that Twitter's hate speech terms averaged about 84 an hour before Elon Musk bought the service and then soared to nearly 5,000 hostile attacks an hour right after the deal settled. Those terms include vulgar references based on religion, race, and sexuality. Musk promised to reduce Twitter's restrictions, but is still reviewing if he'll return people banned, including former President Trump. Brazil's usually boisterous president is staying unusually quiet after losing his re-election bid. Today, many hours after he was defeated by his rival, Jair Bolsonaro had not conceded defeat or challenged the results. Left-leading candidate Luiz Inácio Lula da Silva won the runoff on Sunday night with 50.9% of the votes to Bolsonaro's 49.1%. That's the closest election since Brazil's return to democracy in 1985. Much like former U.S. President Donald Trump, Bolsonaro has repeatedly questioned the reliability of the nation's electronic voting system without providing any proof. An Obama-Biden campaign trail reunion occurred just days before the election day as the two made a joint appearance in the critical battleground state of Pennsylvania. More from ABC's Karen Travers. President Biden and former President Obama will campaign together in Philadelphia this Saturday, stumping for Pennsylvania Democratic Senate candidate John Fetterman and gubernatorial candidate Josh Shapiro. The DNC has not yet announced details of this event, which will be the first time the current and former presidents have hit the trail together this election cycle. Pennsylvania is a critical battleground state. Democrats have viewed it as their best chance to flip a Senate seat and are going all out to push Fetterman across the finish line. Karen Travers, ABC News, Washington. Afghan Special Forces soldiers who fought alongside American troops and then fled to Iran after the chaotic U.S. withdrawal are being recruited by the Russian military to fight in Ukraine. 
That's according to three former Afghan generals who spoke to the Associated Press. They say the Russians want to attract thousands of the elite Afghan commandos with promises of $1,500 a month payments and safe havens for themselves and relatives so they can avoid deportation, home to what many assume would be death at the hands of the Taliban. According to one general, quote, they don't want to go fight, but they have no choice. And Taylor Swift's new album just set a major record on the charts. More from Jason Nathanson. Taylor Swift's Antihero debuts at number one on the Billboard Hot 100 Singles Chart, her ninth number one song, but she's not done there. Her song Lavender Haze. Also off her new album Midnight's debuts at number two, and that's not all. The song Maroon debuts at number three. In fact, all ten spots on the Billboard Hot 100 Top 10 are songs from Midnight's. That kind of domination has never happened before. Drake came close with nine last year, and the Beatles once held the top five spots. This historic run helped Swift pass Madonna as the woman with the most top tens overall. Jason Nathanson, ABC News, Hollywood. WSJM News now continues with your weather forecast.